Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. It's Diane Thomas, your host. And again, let's just take a moment and relax, be available to whatever God is wanting to say or do in or through you or with you. And just be reminded that where you are right now is God's purpose for you. A lot of us don't like where we are, so we are focused on getting somewhere else when actually there are things that God wants to deal and heal and reveal right where you're at. And if you leave that space, he's just going to have to bring you back. So make sure before you go to the next thing that you've gotten everything you possibly can out of the situation you're in now. So over the past, I don't know, many months, we've been talking about the supernatural realm and getting used to it and the solical abilities that we were born with and how we want to learn to have them all available to us as we choose, as the Lord directs. They should all be you know, easily available, like tools in a toolbox. We should know what the screwdriver does, how to use it, what a screw looks like. Every tool we should be familiar with, we should be have used it, we should be comfortable with it. So that if God says, take your hammer and go hammer that nail in over there, we don't need to what's a, go, what's a hammer? What's a nail? How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. What's a toolbox? We want to take advantage of the opportunity God has given us here on this earth to become familiar with the abilities that he's already given us in our soul. Now, we've been long-term looking at the whole concept of dealing with how our soul within the solical realm operates in the supernatural realm. So you can think of, uh, in fact, let's think of our solical realm as a stone in a river. And the river is the supernatural realm. Our soul is in the river. Your soul, the solical realm, is in the river. Stone is in the river. It's, they're impacting one another. The stone is interrupting the flow. And yet, the stone is being exactly what it's supposed to be, a stone. And the river is being exactly what it's supposed to be, a river. So there's nothing wrong with the stone. There's nothing wrong with the river. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. But they're different things. And in the supernatural realm, in the river, there's other things besides a stone. A stone here, a stone there, a rock there. There's fish, there's seaweed, there's all different kinds of critters. There's you know everything from microorganisms to 
animals that drink out of the river and boats that float on the river. The point is, the river is doing what a river is supposed to do. And that rock, that stone, our soul is doing and being what our soul is supposed to be doing and being. So our goal is not to make the river not a river or the stone. We're not trying to turn our, our stone, our soul, into an ice cream cone or into a block of gold. We're not trying to change our soul. The soul God gave you is the one he wanted you to have. He's well pleased with it. He's not going to take it away and give you another one. He gave it to you for a purpose. And that purpose is for your benefit, to bring you into oneness, spirit, soul, and body. So when we talk about the supernatural, it's simply the environment that our soul exists in that is above the natural realm. Your body exists in the natural realm. Your soul exists in the supernatural realm. It's simply above natural. It's not spirit. It's not a spiritual realm. Now, in the sense that everything is in the spiritual realm, yeah, it is in the spiritual realm, because everything is in the spiritual realm. If God created it, it's spiritual. It's just within spirit, he's carved out very creatively and deliberately different aspects of his own creation for different purposes, for different times and places, for different relationships and outcomes. He's, cre- he's a creative God. Remember, his nature is to give. And he expresses that by giving us his, or his nature is to love, and he expresses that love by giving. He gives himself. And the essence of that giving is creativity. That's one of the, I think that's one of the reasons we have such a hard time intentionally so, to figure God out, because he's always creative. He's infinitely creative. So when we are looking at the supernatural realm, so often there's an otherness to it. There's a, a clear distinction between what you and I are here on this earth to do, and then the supernatural realm. That there's such a that there's a sharp distinction. And so we go back to the the rock in the river. They're separate, they're distinct. Your soul is not the river. And the river is not the stone, but they exist in the same place. They don't do the same things, but they exist in the same place, and they interact with one another. And, again, one is not, neither one of them is, is 
good or evil or need to be fixed. They, they simply are. They're planes of existence that cohabitate with one another. And our soul in that supernatural river is just one thing. There's other regions. There's other influences on the river in the supernatural realm. One of the words that often comes up when we talk about the supernatural is that this is where, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but supernatural. And when we start looking at how most of us have learned about the supernatural, even, you know, the whole idea of supernatural gifts, it has to do with conflict. It has to do with, with warfare, either offensive, <clears throat> excuse me, going after somebody or something or defending ourselves from something or someone, that there's a conflict there. And so I was thinking, why do we use that? Why, why is that where we go, where we go to describe the concept of supernatural? That because, I think part of it is because we do see it so much as other, as something that we either need, or if we don't overcome it, it's going to overcome us. That there's such a distinction that there's going to be a battle. Somebody's going to win. Now, there are aspects of thinking of the supernatural realm and learning to function, you know, as a rock in the river and have an influence and, and be and do what God created our soul to be and do. There are aspects of the term warfare that are helpful. You know, throughout scriptures, there's those illustrations that are helpful. They're not determinative. They're not absolute, but they're helpful. And I'm just going to go through some things about how it's helpful to think of the supernatural realm and again, our goal is to accept that the supernatural realm is a realm is the realm that our soul cohabitates in, and we need to learn how to live in the supernatural realm. And going through this list, hopefully, that will this will give you a starting point to start seeing the situation, the circumstances you're in aren't just about your natural circumstances. They're about your supernatural circumstances as well. Your spirit is with God. Your spirit is done. There's, your spirit is exactly perfect. It's fine. There's no problem there. There's, your spirit's not going to grow. It's not going to achieve another level. It's not going to get closer to God. So that's, that's not the problem. The problem is our soul, because our soul was separated from our spirit. So I'm just going to go through some, some ideas and just think about 
how this relates to your own perception of the whole concept of supernatural and see if any of these describe or are helpful to create an idea of where we want to go in the supernatural realm as far as our approach to what the supernatural realm is. So why do we use the word warfare? First, this is, there's a lot at stake. You know, it's warfare. There's a lot at stake. It's a serious endeavor to want to learn to function in the supernatural. Now, this is, this is our realm. This is our realm because we're a spirit being. You have um, power and authority over the supernatural and the natural realms. So this is already, you already have duty, that role, that responsibility over the supernatural realm. Totally. That's from your spirit. Okay, again, your soul is the rock in the river in the supernatural. But your spirit is all of creation. So the first is that it, this is a serious business and there's a lot at stake. Why do we use the word warfare? Because it's important. Learning to live and move and exercise that authority and be who we're meant to be, exercise spiritual authority, exercise solical authority, sometimes even natural authority. It's important. There's, it's valuable. It's worth the battle. There's going to be battle. It's going to be effort. But it's worth it because it's important. This, it's it's not just, oh, if I have time, I'll clean out the closet. No, this is important to learn to do. Third, and these aren't in any particular order. I'll let you put them in the order what that makes sense to you. We use the word warfare because we can get hurt. And others can get hurt. And so we want to accept that and a we want to understand that first hopefully now you know how to go to god to get healed you know how to help others go to god to get healed because we don't want to pull back or avoid the battle because we're going to get hurt we're going to get hurt there's only two kinds of people in the world, those that have been rejected and those that have been rejected more. We can accept that and go, okay, we're going to get hurt. We have weapons and armor for protection and for doing our job. And again, we're just talking about ways that we can look at what the process is, what our environment is that we're going into in dealing with the supernatural and why warfare 
Paul especially used that illustration on, on why that fits. And there's another description that we're going to use after this. So right, but right now we're just looking at warfare. There are weapons and armor. There are, so there's defensive and offensive tools. There's also number five, tactics and strategies. We, we will learn how our enemies do things, how they find weaknesses, how to counteract their tactics, and how to develop our own strategies. How to be, in other words, how to be objective about the battle, about the warfare, to not take it personally. One of the things we'll learn, number six, is we will learn to experience and thrive through mistakes, through losses, and especially through victories. So many of us have gotten really used to losing that when we have a victory, we're undone. We, we take it in we, we, to live there. Rather than, nope, the battle's not won yet. On to the next thing. Or, you know, we get the praise and the acceptance and it goes to our head. Number seven is gaining and losing ground. We can see how we're doing. There are measurable results. There will be changes in your life experience that a year from now, six months from now, five years from now, you'll see changes in your life, changes in your ability, changes in your perception of God, of yourself, and of others. And you'll be able to go, that's because I've been engaging in the supernatural realm. Now, Number eight, rarely is warfare truly solitary. In other words, you know, the rock may be in the river, and you may look at it as just a rock, but it's not just a rock. There's a whole bunch of rocks. And we often think that we're the only one battling this, let's say, stronghold. And yet if God showed us all the people that he had position to be in the battle with the stronghold, it'd be, you know, throughout time, first of all, and throughout the world. So it has nothing to do with whether you know who else is in this battle with you. Just trust that there are exactly the number of people that God wants. You may never know who else is involved in any particular battle. And sometimes it may seem like you're alone. Don't believe it. Now there's, you know, as far as I can tell, there's only one battle that took place here on this earth where there was only one person involved. And that was the crucifixion and resurrection. And that only affected everybody else. 
So if you're going through something and you're, and you're thinking it's not worth it or nobody else cares, it is worth it and a lot, a lot of people care. And you know what? If God cares, that's really the only one who matters. If God, if God decided to put you in a particular battle, isn't that enough to know that it's important? It's important to him. That's all that matters. So number nine is, this is how we learn about a, the, the character and function of power and authority. And how different levels of power, different levels of authority function in different situations. And let, well, let's say you, you know, just learned how to raise the dead. If God gave you all the power and authority that you've already received in your spirit, you could just go out and empty every cemetery in the world. And that might not be what God wants. So he teaches us about the different aspects of power and authority. And again, of course, the first one we're learning is the power and authority that we already have as spirit beings over the supernatural realm, over that river. There's learning to take and give commands. Most of us, I think, you know, we have, have a hard time thinking in terms of commanding angels, commanding the devil, commanding the earth. You know, we've talked so many times about the example where, where Jesus said if you had any faith, he was talking to his disciples, if you had enough faith, you'd say to that mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it would be removed and cast into the sea. We, we have a hard time with that, rightfully so. I know I do, but I believe it. But I don't know many who have experienced it, but I think we should. We, we want to, our soul wants to, because it's already in you. That desire and ability is already in you. Speak life. To speak according to the purposes of God in any given circumstance and situation. Now, we use Jesus as an example And just think of him on the cross. It could have been real easy for him to get off the cross. You know, he could have given it a thought and, you know, not only gotten off the cross, but destroyed the whole world. That was part of his battle, was to keep, was to not exercise the power and authority that he had within him. He had the fullness of God. He had, he had all the creative power and the destructive power in, in him. And he refrained from using it in order to accomplish the purpose that God had for him. 
which was to stay on the cross and bear the sin and then be returned to the earth and then raised and etc. But he chose each step of that. He could have said, I ain't doing this. You know, God, take this cup from me. And his father said, no, this is necessary. She said, okay. Jesus said, okay. Okay, then. He knew it was not going to be. He knew that the greatest battle, you know, he defeated the, the enemy. He defeated the devil. And he already knew what he was dealing with, with, you know, his disciples, with the the Romans, with the Jews. He already knew how, how fickle people could be. But his last enemy was himself. He had to keep his own power and authority under the direction, under the instruction from his father that this was necessary. And he obviously he did it. You and I have to learn, and we're just at the beginning stages of learning how our soul functions as a, so, as a part of the supernatural realm. You know, there's always been a fascination with, you know, supernatural beings and supernatural, you know, occurrences. You know, things that we don't have answers to. It's, it's part of our soul. It's part of our, our psyche that God put in there because it draws us, it keeps us open to being drawn by him. He doesn't stifle our questions. He encourages our questions. Now, he doesn't necessarily answer them. And that's part of our, our challenge is God is never obligated to answer our questions. He's never obligated to answer our prayers. This is part of, these are the things we're going to have to decide about where they fit into what's important for us as far as learning about who we are, who and what we are. We are a spirit who has a soul, lives in a body, and we're in process. The process is what's important, not the arrival. That stone in that river just sits there, and yet it interacts with the river. It affects the river and affects everything around it. Now, your soul, my soul, has, you know, that's, pretty much where the analogy ends. It's just the relationship. Because your soul has power and authority that God wants you to learn to exercise that a rock in a river doesn't have. And this is part of our our challenge is to, on the one hand, let go of any, any of the illustrations that we've come to accept as part of the the, the Christian, you know, Western religious circles, that this is what the supernatural is, this is what, you know, 
uh, God is. This is how we, you know, take authority over the devil, you know, how, how we pray, et cetera, et cetera. Some of that is perfectly good for us to start learning. Others, if, the, if it's a restriction, if it keeps us from moving into the direction God wants us to go, it's not helpful. We, we let God pick and choose, put his finger on, okay, it's time to let go of this. It's time to pick up this weapon. It's time to do this. Bring us into focus on this is where I want you to be putting attention to. But to do that, very often we have to release and let go those things that we have taken a hold of and said, this is what Christianity is. This is what following God is. This is pleasing to him. And please, rest assured, you're already pleasing to him. He loves you. You are his beloved. Period, end of sentence, forever and eternally. There's no way out of it. Your family, you're one with him. So we now can learn these things because we have been made whole in him. Not to get there, but because we are already there. We are already in the kingdom. We don't need to arrive or, uh, you know, through violence get in. We're already there. So as usual, uh, if you have any questions, drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. There's also a contact form on therainersclub.org. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. <laughs>